Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It's a terrific show, tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone. And uh, tonight, a newly reformed show, uh, show for you. This is, uh, of course, Beauty and the Beta reformatted to comply with YouTube's advertiser-friendly policies. My name is Base, Based Steve Shives, if I don't mess up the line. <laughs> and I am flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Chanty Beast, uh, Chanty Blonde, also known as Big Red in the Belly of the Very Nice and Tolerant City. Uh, pick your nickname. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey. I didn't have time to get fat, though. <laughs> Shots <laughs> fired. All right. Uh, I had plenty of time, though. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Shives, you have to you you have you have to introduce me now. All right. Well, returning to our show uh, tonight is friend of ours, fellow podcast host, Biggest Lamont Mikey. Welcome back. Appreciate having What's you. What's going here. on, everybody? I hope your audience members don't play coy or foul because <laughs> I'll win their lives. This is what I do. Hold on, I have. Um, a video on my phone. Let me get rid of that. <laughs> okay, back to our presentation. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, yes, this is this is great. None of this was planned in advance. <laughs> I swear. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, find Mikey's like the links Russians. atop the <laughs> find Mikey's links atop the description. Um, check out the Biggest Mikey podcast. It is one of my favorite personal uh, weekly listens. Uh, to keep things advertiser friendly tonight, we're going to discuss uh, white privilege, toxic, uh, toxic masculinity, transphobia, and of course, if you stick around to the end, we will break down the top 10 ways you are a sexist and don't even know it. Excuse me, Mr. Shive. Excuse me, one thing. Uh, can, we, can we talk about the unconscious bias? Because uh, We'll get there. I have, a few, I have a few bullet points I would like to touch on. We'll get there. <laughs> okay, this April Fool's gag is over. Nobody bought it anyway. It's over. Nobody was fooled. <laughs> Nobody was fooled. Exactly zero people were fooled by this bit. But, you know, we want to have some fun with this uh, little April Fool's show. And also uh, with this news of this, uh, whatever's going on with the YouTube advertiser policy. We want to get into that. And, of course, we want our show to be as friendly with it as possible. Um, but, you know, we're going to discuss what we always discuss. Hoax hate crimes, weird trannies, and celebrity virtue signaling from high atop Moral Mountain. Those are the three <laughs> things you can count know, on on this show. Reviewing the topics, I was like, didn't we do this show last week and the week before <laughs> that? Is there hey a new man. hoax every week? Yeah. Hey, hey, man. Hey, man. These type of topics are, topics are my bread and butter, man. But. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, monetization policy be damned. I will also say Skype is behaving a little bit weird. So if you see people freeze up, you might get some audio problems. Look, we're not pulling a CNN. I'm not trying to cut anybody off if their statements don't agree with my preconceived worldview. Um, <laughs> Skype is actually underperforming tonight. Or maybe it's my internet connection. Who knows? But 
you know, bear with us if we have some problems. Um, we'll, so we'll cover those topics. Like I said, I want to cover what's going on with YouTube uh, and the advertising policy and these allegations that the Wall Street Journal may have faked evidence to pressure advertisers away from YouTube. We'll get into that at the top. Uh, I also want to follow up on last week's story with, uh, on the Trump surveillance issue in the House Intelligence Committee. There's a lot uh, of new information there as well to follow up on the, on the story from last week. It will be all this and more in your favorite hour of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us full, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Uh, one last thing I want to say, Mikey, so I was, I was listening to your newest episode, which I think you just released, was it yesterday or the day before, of your uh, podcast? It was, uh, it was Saturday afternoon. I think it was uh, earlier this morning, um, Sunday morning on YouTube. Huh. So, yeah. So, uh, so you had Jeff, Jeff holiday on as we yeah. all have Jeff, Jeff's been on this show twice now, I think at least great um, dude. If he didn't have a kid to feed, I'd probably talk to him for like another three hours, man. He's a, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a character. Jeff, like Jeff and memory have both been uh, so supportive of this show and supportive of your show, obviously. And, um, when I was listening to you guys discuss, I was reminded he's got a new podcast called the YouTube saints. Uh, and so I subbed to that today and I plan on kept, uh, checking that show out after our live stream tonight that starts at 8 30 they're gonna it's him and his co-host uh, wizard of cause and uh blair white is their booked guest tonight so if you're in search of additional entertainment if this uh grand display here is not enough entertainment for you and you need more after the show uh not that me. is youtube saints <laughs> that's linked uh, in the description as well do check that out and uh throw jeff some love because uh jeff has just been a great guy for everyone everyone here and uh i hope i hope that show does well also that's all i got I want to get into this YouTube demonetization fiasco because that is the viral topic right now. So what do you do you think? Uh, should we start with kind of, I don't know, I hate to fall into the trap of like bitching about I've had so many videos demonetized this week, but maybe we should set that stage first or, or uh, explain the, the context yeah, here first before yeah. we go into the allegations. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've had like four demonetized in the last week. And the thing about it, they're not new videos. I mean, these these are like some of my first videos that got demonetized. And two of them I got demonetized with no notice from YouTube and no option for appeal. I mean, they always say no when I appeal anyway. Um, uh, and two of them, were, it was my series on cultural Marxism. As far as controversy is concerned, they were not my most controversial videos. So I don't know what the rhyme or reason is right. here, but so, it really pisses me off that they did not notify me. That's the, right. that's the real problem so, I have. On so they've this. had this demonetization thing. I think it was being implemented as far back as September in terms of what advertiser friendly mm -hmm. content is on YouTube. But that's never been clearly articulated by YouTube. I want to say at the top, as a creator... I don't feel entitled to anyone's advertising or anyone's money. They can choose to advertise on our right, material right. or not. And if and if not, that's fine. All I expect from YouTube is a clear articulation of the rules so that we can operate accordingly. If X topic is off limits to ad revenue, I should have a choice to, to say, well, if I talk about it, I forego the ad revenue. That's fine. But I at least know what the rules are. And the rules have right. never been clear. And then this last week or, or within the last couple of weeks, uh, certain journalists, certain people, one journalist in particular we'll discuss, start uh, assembling evidence and going to advertisers and putting pressure on them saying, hey, look at this ad over a racist video on YouTube. What do you think about that? And then all of a sudden these advertisers start pulling out in mass. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and that that's a problem because not enough ads to go around. And also nobody doing and none of the creators know what the rules are. So for me, 
this last weekend, starting this last weekend, I had five of my 27, uh, 2017 videos demonetized, including a couple episodes of this podcast that are not, uh, there's no explanation why they're demonetized. And I've hit appeal on all of them. And it just says under review, it's going to take at this point a week under review. We did the podcast episode last week. Yeah. And we did it live. And then the show right. processes on YouTube for like half hour after we're live. And then it's available to watch on demand in processing. It was deemed not advertiser friendly in processing. I, I uh, actually had a couple questions for you two about this. I don't really have yeah. a dog in, in this fight. Really. I really don't like, I don't know how much like my YouTube videos of anything like collect any kind of revenue. And mm-hmm. it's sad to say it was a missed opportunity talking to Jeff yesterday, but uh, like, have you guys noticed like is there like were your videos at all like hit in any sort of sequence or were they just like like randomly picked 2017 videos i couldn't videos? tell you i just checked i went back and looked uh and mine were about yeah. race really like like, like 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 i was i was just wondering like what the particular trends were because i would notice like a lot of my just like not even political focused like youtubers like i follow a good number of them on twitter and they would just get screenshots of them just responding to like hey i just got like hit with like a copy like a copyright strike you know a couple of guys i know who do uh like film reviews got hit and it just seems so random like without that's been happening to jenna marbles too yeah and uh yeah franco and some people that i'm like I think it's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think as the community, all we want is clarity and YouTube so far has been unwilling to provide that. So and consistent application and consistent application. Now, up until recently, I had seen like no social justice people complaining about this. However, I did see Cat Black complaining about this on Twitter. And Mm -hmm. I think there have been some others. So and of course, and then there was all the LGBT videos uh, complaining about the restricted mode and potentially demonetization there. So it's not as though it's a hundred percent political enforcement, but it doesn't seem consistent either. To your point, the the thing mm-hmm. is, nobody knows anything about any of this. It's just like I don't know. Someone rolls the dice and is like, "Oh, you're unlucky, and you get demonetized today." Okay. I, the the only thing I can really, I guess, kind of glean from all that, like I guess as far as a response from YouTube goes, is I was on um, <laughs> uh, uh, Keemstar's Twitter page of all things, oh, yeah. and it was like a retweeted message for someone from like uh, like Team YouTube, and I only believed it because it was uh, a verified account, but it says like they're doing all they cl- like can to like fix everything wrong with like their uh, ad system, but that's all I heard, and that was about a week ago. Yeah, uh, I... Clearly changes have been implemented and nobody knows what the exact terms are. And so the question then obviously becomes why. And that's where the, the controversy is really uh, a story broke today from mm-hmm. uh, from Ethan at H3H3. I, I don't follow Ethan super close, so it's hard for me to say how exactly he prefers to be referenced. But I'm going to go with Ethan. And um, so Ethan has been digging into this story, specifically why the Wall Street Journal has been so hostile with YouTube. Now, you might remember Wall Street Journal were the ones who broke the story on PewDiePie's Nazi allegiances and got his deal with Disney severed. Ooh, man, that pressing journalism serving the public interest. Yeah, really. So the Wall Street Journal has been back at it and they're the ones behind this um finding racist videos with ads playing over them and this this journalist at the wall street journal named jack nikas nikas n-i-c-a-s uh found coke ads uh coca-cola toyota uh one more what was the other one 
uh, Starbucks was the third one, adds over this racist video and pressures that he's kind of one of the initiators of this public pressure on these companies to pull away from YouTube. Ethan has been digging into this and he claims that he has evidence to suggest that the screenshot evidence this reporter compiled to pressure YouTube is fabricated. And it seems mm. like there is credible reason to believe that may be the case. Just before we went live, I was also um, made aware of some a potential debunking or some potential issues with those claims that we should also acknowledge. But let's check out what Ethan had to say. Uh, let me find my video stuff here. So this is Ethan uploading today. So let me get this straight, Jack. You took three screenshots all on this one video. We've got Starbucks, Toyota, and Coca-Cola. And we're talking about this month, right? Because they all have essentially the same view count. This shit does not add up. And by the way, those are like the three most premium brands that all just happen to be running on this one very racist video in a, in a span of, what, 30 views? You can see the viewership only changed by 30. This video didn't have any ads on it. Made $8 over its lifetime. Last time an ad ran on it, seen it from the source itself. September of last year. What's going on, dude? Something doesn't fucking add up. You got some shit to explain, dog. You and the Wall Street Journal. Guys, send this video to Wall Street Journal. Send this video to YouTube. Send this to other news organizations and brands. This is the smoking gun. There's something fishy here going on. And we need to demand answers from them. Because this is fucking our life up. This is war. Why is Wall Street Journal so hell-bent on destroying YouTube and YouTubers? Okay, so to, to the the too long didn't read version of what he's saying is that there that he he got in touch with the guy who was behind who uploaded this allegedly racist video that has the n word in its title, and that guy shared with him the the view and advertising data of that video, which shows that advertising was shut off in September of 2016, and this reporter is sharing screenshots of ads in um in the. Uh, presumably currently based on the view counts and they have ads over them also suspicious in that the view count remains the same but the, the ads change okay so there's reason to believe maybe these are these are doctored and that's that's kind of convincing given the evidence that he showed but what i was made aware of just before going live here is let's see if uh is this claim here that is uh that is circulating twitter so um, there's a there's a thread here talking about as you're talking about Wall Street Journal's shady tactics. Um, but apparently the video's audio could have been claimed by a third party. So the graph, uh, the graph is showing zero revenue because of content ID uh, and then a, an apparent confirmation that ads were in place. So to explain to kind of people who aren't keen on how YouTube's advertising works, what happens I haven't seen this video. I tried to track it down before we went live, but I wasn't able to. So let's say that this video has like a song in it that is, you know, some copyrighted song or copyrighted video or something like that, that they're not authorized to use. What that triggers is a content ID. And what a content ID means is the, the owner of that copyright now has the authority of the monetization of that video. They could decide to block it or they could say, oh, you can go ahead and play it, but we get the money for, for those plays. Right. So... If there was a, if there was copyrighted material in there and there was a content ID on that within a few days, the the owner of the channel would see zero revenue, but any advertising 
uh, revenue generated would go to the, the holder of that copyright. I haven't seen the video in question, so I don't know what the copyrighted material could potentially be. I'm also a little bit skeptical of that claim because content ID is typically flagged immediately upon upload and processing. So if I, let's say I tried to upload, you know, Michael Jackson's Thriller, the music video to right. that right now. It, it would get content ID'd in processing because YouTube's got that in a database and they just kind of cross-reference it and say, well, you don't own this. You can play it, but they get all the money. People in the live chat are saying that H3 yeah. took that video down. Did he? Well, that's interesting. Really? This is news to us. Uh, yeah. Three different people in the live stream said it, so I don't know if it's true, but... Okay. Oh, well, I could, I could check right now. I've got the link in, uh, in the notes. So let's see. Hmm. It's unavailable. That is confirmed. They're right. Uh -oh. Uh oh, so well, some new news must have popped up. This or, is getting, uh, yeah, breaking news before our very stream here. I hope so, no crazy, see, I hope no crazy cease and desist shit happened to Ethan and H3H3. Right. Because like, so, they've been in legal trouble before, you know. Yeah. So I, I hate to get lost in the woods about were there ads on the video, were there not? The point of all of this is the Wall Street Journal and other other big outlets clearly have mm -hmm. some sort of war or some sort of some sort of fight they want to pick with YouTube and YouTubers. And this is the mechanism they are using going after the financial support for the website and in turn the creators. That's the crux of it. So whether Ethan is right about the the hoax or whether he missed this potential caveat uh, in the story, uh, it doesn't change the fact that there's this this witch hunt that is on. Your thoughts? Well, it's, 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 I think it's, um, I think it's sort of, um, I think it's, um, kind of like showing like there's a, there's, they're not like all these mainstream media outlets are not coming to term with the fact that like they're no, they, they're used to being the standard for, I guess, news retrieval. And now they're realizing like their, their, their time, the their, their time in the, in the sun is sort of, um, up in a sense. Yeah. Like we, we don't have to, we, like, I can literally just flip up my laptop and watch like one of you, like you guys' videos right now and probably form my own opinions based off of what I see and not have to go to a New York times or a uh, wall street right, journal, right. especially with like how they're acting and like how they, how they'll reach for news. Like the story they break is, uh, to try to, Basically, like throw shade at a kid who had like 50 million YouTube subscribers right there. It's just, it's, it, it's kind of sad. And I think like it's, I don't know, I don't know. There's actual news in the world. That's what I say. So, and I like, don't think this is conspiratorial, YouTubers. considering what yeah. they did to PewDiePie. I mean, that seemed yeah. incredibly calculated to me. Right. Yeah. Even if, even if his screenshot evidence is 100% legit, this is my question: Is who gives a shit? It is one tiny video in the unmanageable sea of YouTube and, and the, the people I, I, I am legitimately, legitimately mad at the advertisers and YouTube in this situation. Again, advertisers can decide to do whatever they want, but don't cave to this bullshit manufactured pressure. Nobody thinks that an ad over a video is an endorsement of the content of the video. If I go to a movie theater and the movie is shit or the movie says the N word in it or is offensive in some other ways, do I get pissed at Coke for their pre-roll of the, the, you know, all the Coke coming down the roller coaster and looking all delicious. So I go to the lobby and buy a Coke. No, I just know that they're targeting. I don't know. I watched a harmful opinions video mm. today about this. And he said he referred to some study where 36% of respondents af affiliated the product with 
the content. Yeah, 36% of people are dumb. That's probably an underestimate. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of surprised. I'm like, that's it? <laughs> <Idiot>. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and I get it. In, a, in that extreme context, like, yeah, I get why you wouldn't want to be associated with, like, racial epithets, okay? Uh, but uh, to Ethan's point, he said that in his video. I well, It's not like I try regularly. It's not like I try to upload videos with the N-word in the title. But as far as I've been able to tell so far in my YouTube experience, stuff like that doesn't usually last very long in no, terms of monetization. And that's funny. Like you showed me the video, like um, or I, like, I watched the video like myself, and I was just like, the the title had a rapper's name in it. It had rapper Chief Keef's name in it. It was just oh, yeah, like yeah. this. This is what you gleaned as the most racist video you found on YouTube right, right. now. And like, let me read some know. updates from his Twitter account from Ethan's Twitter. Oh account. yeah, he please do. Thirty minutes ago, upon uh, further investigation, we found out that the video in question was at some point claimed, meaning we don't know if it was making money. I've privated the video for now. We're looking at other details, and we will update you guys shortly. Okay. Just, okay. Just so kind of like what you said. Well. <laughs> yeah, and I'm. That's I, well, bad, I guess. I mean, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad to that we are able to take in this information while live too. Because if this were an hour ago, we would have been making f much more definitive claims and probably had to fake news ourselves next week. <laughs> But, you know, again, this is whether this this is just a small part of a larger war. And and um, the, the big part of this war, this is what I keep saying. People keep asking, oh, what, you know, what can we do? What what how do we how do we fight this? The answer is to if there this is what I say. It's not about us. It's not about this show. It's about people you enjoy in general. So what I want to do and what I do with that YouTuber, that circle of YouTubers in my life that I catch like every one of their uploads. I'm excited every time they're in my inbox. I'm going to float them a couple bucks a month on Patreon, or I'm going to float them a couple bucks uh, in PayPal. Or, it, you know, not everybody can do that. That's understood. That's understandable. Share their stuff. Share it with a friend. Share it on your Facebook. Share it on your Twitter. Help them promote the stuff. At the end of the day, we are the consumers, the creators and the consumers of this messaging and this entertainment. We can do it ourselves. Um, and you know, if, if we create something so big that they have no choice but to advertise on it, which I thought we kind of already did, but maybe not, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be in good shape. I mean, we can support each other. I look at all the success stories out there that are that are crowdfunded or fan funded. Dave Rubin, Steven Crowder, Colin Moriarty's yeah. got like 30 grand on Patreon right now. Granted, we're not all going to be gigantic, but if you're like me. You you ended your cable TV subscription long ago. I'm happy to oh, divide yeah. up that and put it towards people that I believe in and people that make right. a difference in my life. Yeah, I don't even know what a universal remote looks like anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> you guys are my cable, pretty much. I mean, yeah. that's kind of, I feel like I'm kind of like a little like long overdue for like certain like uh, content creators who I I know I should like you know hand them a few shekels for it because they do like good work a lot of people yeah, i know do. like Stephen yeah. Molyneux's given me more of an education than any school i've ever gone to including my college so <laughs> maybe i should throw up a few bucks oh there you go Man, i'm creating more no. sound bites for circulation on twitter always, always yeah. doing that. can't wait to see that one show i know right you can, you can like you can like look on you can look at youtube and like you know you kind of like get yourself that's like that that's why I never got mad when uh, Donald Trump decided to defund NPR and uh, PBS. I was like, good. I don't fucking need them anymore. <laughs> like, I like Sesame Street when I was a kid. I don't get like you're not educating me anymore. This shit is. You guys are. So yeah. hey. Well, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
this is what I want. Anyway, uh, to the extent that a lot of the facts are still unknown here, uh, as is the the monetization of last week's podcast, in fact, because, by the way, I think our crime was talking about the London attack and calling it the London attack. Next time... Uh, it's not, it's you... not an Islamist attack. Right. Yeah. Several people on Twitter suggested, and I noted, next time we will call it the London uh, act of peace that has nothing to do with Islam at all. Move along. Uh, this sort of thing is unavoidable. <laughs> Lone wolf motive unknown. Next topic. It's kind of a long title. Yeah, it's really. not very catchy, but we will go so with that. UK, so obviously he can't be yada, yada, yada. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, but I'm comfortable moving on. And I, I thanks a lot to the live chat too for keeping us up to date on this because this is a developing story and uh, I hadn't planned, I'd planned on talking about this and then his video came out and I was like, oh, I got to have that ready. And now while we're live, the video is gone. So it's been, things have been developing um, so quickly on this. So please, as always, bear with our fake news. Uh, very fake news. It's <laughs> awesome. And, Don't uh, shake your head. <laughs> so the other thing that like Blonde and I have been trying to figure out today is, uh, is this intelligence committee stuff. Because we had a hell of a time last week trying to sort... This all is the that story out. that just will not stop giving. And it's got all these twists and turns. I don't know. I have read like everything about it. I don't know what the hell is going on still. Right. Mm. So, well, what we emphasized last week and uh, just to, to refresh people's memory, we were talking about um, the chairman of the, the House Intelligence Committee, Devin Nunes, which I have heard his name pronounced everything from Nunez to Nunes to Nunes. So I'm going to go with <laughs> Nunes because he doesn't have a little tilde above his N like the Spanish yeah, pronunciation. Man, Nunes, Nunes sounds dope, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Ben Shapiro went with. or he, That's what he was told was Nunes. Nunes. I heard that on his show. So, uh, but anyway, I'll go with Nunes. Uh, so Nunes chairs the Intelligence Committee. He's the guy who did that whole uh, press conference saying Trump and our team Trump, a lot of his people were incidentally surveilled as a part of legal foreign surveillance. And then you had Adam Schiff, the ranking Democrat on the committee, saying, oh, that's a bunch of crap. I don't know what that is, but hey, I've got Fucking lots crap. of evidence of Russian collusion. And then you had Nunes saying, uh, that sounds like shit to me. So you have the, these, the two guys who should be looking at the same information, neither of whom know what the other is talking about. Right. The, 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 the important part of that story, the only thing that we could know for sure is that whatever's going on, there are, there are U.S. citizens, these Team Trump people, being mm -hmm. quote unquote unmasked slash revealed as the people who have been incidentally surveilled. That is a crime. Uh, well, mm -hmm. at least I I've been told it's a crime. I'm not a lawyer, so that might be fake news. Too. It's bad. It's bad. And it <laughs> might be a crime. It's bad. <laughs> so the yeah, question, bad. so the question has become who is leaking that information and why are they doing that? And if it's a political motive, that's really bad. That's, that's really scandalous. Uh, so, uh, Fox News had a story update on this. I think this was yesterday or within the last couple of days. And um, that's kind of the angle that they get at. So more to learn about what's going on with that story here. This story is breaking a Fox News alert. We are getting some brand new details on that visit to the White House Devin Nunes made where he saw that information from a source on the surveillance that caught members of the Trump administration as well as how the names were unmasked the unmasking of the names of American citizens. Adam Housley joins us now from Los Angeles. Adam, you've been working on this this morning. What can you tell us? The person who did the unmasking, I'm told, is very well known, very high up, very senior in the intelligence world, and is not in the FBI. The, also, the, uh, this led to other surveillance, which led to multiple names being unmasked. Again, these are people who are 
private citizens in the United States. This had nothing to do with Russia, I'm told, or foreign intelligence of any kind. We're told that the main issue here is not only the unmasking of the names, but the spreading of names for political purposes that have nothing to do with national security and everything to do with hurting and embarrassing the Trump and his team. So as you can tell, Harris, a lot of information coming out here. Uh, we're starting to get much more details on this as the intelligence community really is battling within itself on this. But it seems like there may be a couple of agencies involved here. Um, and there are a number of people now we're being told that names have been unmasked in private citizens in the U.S. Um, this is unprecedented, Harris. Yeah, I, I, this is the same with all the rest of this intelligence committee stuff, though, with sources say. Okay, uh, so you have to maintain some level of skepticism, I think. But if accurate, that is pretty bad. That is mm. that's not an intelligence committee. That's a political actor, an intelligence hey, community. Community, I should say. <laughs> I mean, I don't know enough about the intelligence community to to know how politicized it is. But if that's true, uh, real fucking, it's real fucking politicized. And we knew <laughs> something like this was era, the Hillary email era. We're like. These people are going to, at some point, there's going to be mutiny in one of these intelligence agencies. And alas, here we are. Yeah. I got to be honest. Like, I, I haven't, um, I won't say I haven't been following it, but it's just like, it, it gets so exhausting because you're hearing like so much news from like, um, like, any any type of any type of news about this like any intelligence correspondence from the Trump administration, either it's from the left or it's for the right. It's like such a the biggest fucking headache because it's just like I don't know when I expect to see any of this end because it, it, I feel like whenever I hear like news from the right, like uh, you know, hey, we like have this evidence that there were possibly you know, you know. Like, like, like more hacking and more leaks, like, you know, prior to Trump winning the, uh, uh, winning the election. And it's just like, it's like, please, please. It, it's, 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 it's such a headache right now. It's just yeah, like, it, I, I don't even, this, this whole story is exhausting because we have no way independently to separate fact from fiction. So at some level, it kind of comes down to your political. The problem is about political loyalties and leaking mm -hmm. of information because of political loyalties and our ability to assess it is kind of itself <laughs> based upon political loyalties. You know, like if you're more of a Trump person, you might lean more on the Trump side of a lot of this stuff. If you hate Trump, you might think that, you know, a lot of this stuff is BS and the Russia, Russia collusion is uh, is a Loctite story. And at the end of the day, it just, it comes. I guess what I'm getting at is it comes down to who you believe and who you trust. Because no, you I have to have people say, well, I've been told, sources say, I, that's 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 what's so that's what's so like mind-boggling to me. It's just like I I I find myself asking myself is just like I don't think Russian had shit to do with this election. Like I it Russians didn't follow me into the election booth. I promise you, <laughs> I wasn't like you know <laughs> right. I wasn't um you know yeah. given any like Manchurian candidate style like uh, sleeper cell uh, <laughs> hypnotizations <laughs> in my um in my car going to work. None of that. No yeah. secret transmissions. And it's just like. I, I find myself like having troubled conversations with people who like are convinced that Russia was involved in this election hacking. And I was just like, it's so many people, here. a shocking number of people yeah. I'm just, like, do you really believe that? And they, they, yeah. But that's why I hesitate to go all in on this surveillance stuff because so much, first off the, what, what we know, or at least even if we believe what Nunes has said in some of this Fox report, it's a far cry away from what Trump said in his tweets. Like there's a, Again, with classic Trump. But he said wiretapping in quotes. He knew that there's the a people... nugget of truth. 
Mm-hmm. I, think, I don't know. I think we're going to find, I think I maintain my position from the beginning, which is that we're going to find out this is more true. But, but than, purpose, uh, purposeful wiretapping is not the same as, as incidentally surveilled. And that's what even Nunes says. Incidentally surveilled for political purposes. No, no, the mm-hmm. leaking was for political purposes, not the surveillance. That, really? That's what Nunes says. I, I, really? I don't have... I don't have evidence to say otherwise. The surveillance I mean, wasn't for political purposes. That's we don't have really... evidence to suggest that. Do you? Ha- I mean, if you have evidence to suggest that, I'm open to it. But just, we just have my little the... feels. Just I know. my feels. That's all. That's all we have, all. All we have to go on. Moment <laughs> on Beauty in the Beta forever. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I can't. I can't deny the the pattern of like Trump says something that raises eyebrows and then gets kind of slightly more substantiated over time. And yeah, it, cause he's a fucking tactical master. Yeah, you but, underestimate but, but him he, at every But if turn. he knows all of this stuff to be true, why can't he just say it and be more accurate with his description of it than throwing out these like outlandish allegations that are like 5% because substantiated. That's how he I do, Matt. I have a slight bit of an answer for Matt. Like if you kind of know everything, like how the media has been reporting pretty much any which way Trump walks. I mean, like, God damn it. There's ma- we're making meme videos with cats on his face whenever he like pushes stuff away from him, whenever he's like sitting at his <laughs> desk. He does that now. It's just like, I feel like he, I feel like a lot of these, like to kind of support what Blonde says, or like a lot of his just like, you know, testing the waters kind of thing right now Wait, so, so, so is your contention that he became aware of these things and was like i'm gonna pull out i'm gonna put out like a semi-accurate but mostly trolly tweet just to get him pissed and then i'll be validated later like do you think he yes, predicts the I future really do okay. think that. all right, all right. Man, and I, mean, I, I heard mike cernovich and some other people talk about this but i think he talks <laughs> about this in the art of the deal where um he uses hyperbole to get his claim validated like he's like thousands of muslims were cheering in the streets in 9 11 and then, like, a bunch of Democrats came forward, and they're like, no, it was like 100 people tops. It's like, he's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I think well, it's, yeah, it's, it's what we saw with Sweden, too, where he yeah, made yeah. kind of a, an off, a, a not entirely accurate claim about Sweden that is loosely based in the truth. And then they all overreach in correcting him by saying, what are you talking about? It's just fine. It's totally fine. And then you have the, you know, a, a riot the next day. Yeah, he has, he's like, uh, Trump has to give people nuggets, you know? I would think, like, um, and this is just my hypothesis, I even think the little uh, uh, Trump care, Ryan care fumble was one of them nuggets. It's one of the bigger <laughs> nuggets. I think it's one to just make Paul Ryan look like a, like a huge oh, dumbass. It, it was oh, all yeah. a scheme to <laughs> sink Paul though. Ryan? All right. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, he had to, like, Trump had to eat a big one right there because it was just like, yeah, yeah. they're going to put your name to this. They're going to say, you fucking did this. You fucked up, Donald. <sighs> Can we get to can we get to something much more black and white? Let's do it. Yeah, let's get that. <laughs> uh, much more. That's your best one yet. Much more black and white is uh, Rachel Dolezal. You racist fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Dolezal is back. It's not my fault. Her book is called In Full Color: Navigating My Path in a Black and White World, or something like that. Oh. She did it, not me. And and we've been demonetized. Yeah, it's it's not great. But she's back, okay? So she's back, and we saw her come back. Like I did a video maybe a month ago because she she was it was a Guardian interview with her, an article about her forthcoming book, and now the book is out, and she's doing another media tour. And what I love about this media tour is she straight up claims to be transracial, like I'm trans black, and this is the biggest wrench thrown into like a lot of the transgender social justice reasoning and logic around transgenderism ever because. 
it forces them to confront their own reasoning that they've been using for some time and then just reject her outright, even though she's saying basically the same things that a lot of them say. So this was uh, Rachel Dolezal on the Today Show earlier this week. What are you hoping to say in this book? What is the message you're trying to get out there? Well, I really want to advance the conversation about race and identity, and I really hope that readers are encouraged to be exactly who they are. Well, I don't have to tell you, you're still very controversial, Rachel, because a lot of people think, okay, even if I understand the fact that she has a ton of affection for this African-American community, that she identifies with the African-American community, feels a part of it, why say that you are, in fact, a member of the African-American community? I think that's the disconnect people still have. What, what's mm -hmm. your response? And I'm sure you hear it all the time. Right. Well, I, I don't identify as African-American. I identify as black, so I am, I am part of the Pan-African diaspora. And I definitely feel like in America, even though race is a social construct, and we've acknowledged this in academia and in science, there still is a line drawn in the sand. There still are sides. Politically, there's a black side and a white side, and I stand unapologetically on the black side. I stand with my own internal sense of self and my own values. I stand with my sons. I stand with my sister. And I also stand uh, there really with the greater cause of challenging the myth of white supremacy. It's interesting because you could stand there and take all of those same positions without saying, but I'm a member of this community, right? Um, I really prefer to just be exactly who I am. And black is really the closest race and culture category, descriptive term that, that represents the essential essence of who I am. Okay, and before we jump in, because I can sense Mikey's got a rant. No, I got, I got so much okay. to say. Okay, can I just, I want to highlight the, the, what I love about this really quick <laughs> is the, all these lefty publications and opinion pieces throwing her under the bus. Huffington Post, can we please stop giving Rachel Dolezal a platform? The Guardian says, um, Rachel Dolezal's pick your race policy works brilliantly as long as you're white. And uh, over at Mike, high, high frequency Nubian soul, uh, a head scratching interview from Rachel Dolezal. I just love that she says things that we would often hear from publications like that, but all of a sudden, like, nonsense, get out of here. Anyway, I've taken up your time. Did Rant. she mean that she stands with her sister or like her sister? What did, what did she mean by that? It is, I think, I think from what i remember it's not a i don't know if it's her biological sister or i think maybe it's like like an adoptive oh, one if that makes yeah. any sense like, no, like that she a, has her, so she her parents sister. but her parents did adopt uh oh, children i think right. from africa or black children at least oh so she they, does legitimately have adopted family that are legitimately black yeah and I've, she I've, married a black dude right previously who left who left yeah. her because she, she, from what her from what she says, <laughs> she was acting too black. You know what that translates to me as? <laughs> you were keeping up this black shtick for so fucking long that he got pissed off at it, and you're just like, <laughs> I can't take this shit no more. It probably happened. It like it probably it's like you know you know like it, it probably happened when they were in the bedroom or something like that. I hate to get gross, but yeah. she was probably just sitting on her waterbed and she was like. Come and get this black pound cake, Daddy. I'm oh just like, God. I'm done. I'm getting the fuck out. I'm getting... Demonetized. That was it. That was the one. You can't take black pound cake. 
Yeah. I'm so sorry. That one, that's in the algorithm for sure. That one's blocked. <laughs> I what, bet that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I was just like, Probably. we're done. <laughs> what, um, speaking of like, what did she mean on certain things? She, she has said that she said this in the guardian interview earlier too, that I did a video on that bugged me, but I didn't get into it at the time, but she says, Political issues have a black side and a white side. She says that several times, or she has said that several times. Why don't people push back on that? Like, what the hell is the black side of tax policy? Or the <laughs> black side of foreign intervention? Or the black side of environmental regulation? What are these things? What's the black side? And isn't that like the most mm -hmm. racist thing you've ever heard when you think, well, you're black, so I know how you vote. I guess, I mean, I'm not going to deny that there are tendencies However, the black side, as though like a debate is formed along racial lines, I don't like that concept at all. But. She has a shallow characterization of race as it is. Like I talked about it on a, uh, or I guess uh, Jeff and I we talked about it a little bit after our uh, Jeff Holiday. I watched it after we got done looking at his video, or I got done looking at his video. It just seems like every bit of blackness she seems to sort of ascertain and adopt is just like this hodgepodge of bad stereotypes and pantomimes and she just yeah. like she just owns it like she said she had like she first like heard of the black experience by fucking watching Sanford and Son and shit like that yeah yeah like yeah. You're that's like me. me saying I understand white people she, like the moment I watch Nick at Night for the first right. time. But you got to remember, <laughs> she, she, she grew up, about. Rachel yeah. Dolezal grew up in northwestern Montana, um, which is like that that's country bumpkin land compared to where I live. And I live in country bumpkin land. OK, this is this is <laughs> extremely rural. It's up near Panhandle, Idaho. There's nobody who lives there. These are the kind of places where it's like. People say things like, oh, yeah, I went to there was like that one guy I went to high school with who was black. Maybe there's there's no black people in this part of the country. And so for her to say, well, I learned about it through, you know, watching Sanford and Son. That that is like as black as it gets up there. That's where it is. She the grand it was when she was at college. It was just oh, so was late in life. Oh, it wasn't even when she was in Montana. No, like she said, she ah. watched it in college and she felt like she knew the black experience. This bitch talks about daydreaming in Africa. <laughs> Where she, she, also, has, she also compared working yeah. for her parents at, on their farm to indentured servitude, or like that was her indentured servitude was yeah, her parents' her farm. That's her slave <laughs> allegory. Like, I'm kind of amazed she turned out like this. From what I know about her parents, they seem like fine, well-rounded people. And she yeah. worked on a farm, which normally makes people kind of wholesome and like, you know, grounded, but this bitch is insane. How did she get her hair like that? How? how she get, man, I don't fucking know. I don't know. How did how did Caitlyn Jenner get that rack? These people do amazing things. I mean, you can if you want to become something, you can, and that's Some why. <laughs> that's what I love about this, though, is so we've we've been told for so long, oh, gender is a social construct. Not only can you switch between the two genders, you can be like one of any number of genders under the sun, including genderless. That's what we've been told for so long because it's a social construct. There's no biological basis. Remember that guy debating Jordan Peterson on that Canadian debate show where he said it was mm -hmm. incorrect that there's a biological basis for sex or gender? I can't remember which one he said, but and mm -hmm. you can just see everyone getting pissed oh was he him. like the super effeminate one yeah he was, yeah he was like real <laughs> fancy yeah. yeah i remember that We're, yeah uh <laughs> in yeah, every so, statement like a question but, <laughs> but he you, did you would, yeah you would you would think um that that type of person would would if you look at gender as an entirely 
social construction, surely you would look at race the same way. And you would say, yeah, there's genes determine the color of your skin, but as far as a biological racist for base, uh, basis, did I say racist for base? Basis for race. <laughs> basis for race. No, they, you would think using their own reasoning, they would reject that entirely. So surely if, you, if because gender is a social construction, you can be whatever you want, whenever you want, including fluid from day to day. Why yeah. can't you be black tomorrow? I love that, that like Huffington Post and Mike and the rest of these websites rip her for trying to be black. But if it was Rachel Dolezal, the man, they'd be like, oh, stunning and brave. Well done. Praise her. Points, I gotta say. <laughs> it's the same reason. I mean, I guess the argument that I hear from transgender folks about this is that it's a it's an actual psychiatric condition. So what yeah. if like in the next DSM, this, you know, being transracial is, is suddenly a thing? I mean consistent. I mean, and I what can other arguments that. do you hear from from transgender people about this? I haven't delved too much into it. I need someone to explain it to me. So I, I, all I will say is you're allowed to think both are ridiculous or you're allowed to think both are completely fine what mm. i the people i dispute are the people who look at caitlin jenner and say stunning and brave and look at rachel dolezal and say shun her she's awful fraud they're basically right. the same thing in my mind i can't explain why they're different I, I think maybe because like i guess like the transracial thing is about like the newest fucking thing possible ever to just come out of uh, uh the social justice pandora's box like yeah. um with the exception of maybe Sean King, if that, I don't think we've, I guess, seen something come out like to this level before. So it's just like now we're having to scratch our heads, just like God damn, can you be another race if you want? I mean, well, like if if Rachel wants me to call her black, and I guess like who am I to say? Just like fine, if that makes you feel good, fine. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna sit there and say that you can't do that, but I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be allowed to chuckle to myself. Exactly, and that's <laughs> been my know? stance the whole time. Is look, you be you, but as long as you're not demanding special accommodation or public policy change you be you whatever but uh since we're running a little low on time and there's a few things i do want to get through uh i have this isn't the limit of today's weird tranny topics there's more there's more this is uh, there's always a new one every week that we have to, to get through so this story this story broke this week of a 90 year old former man in england who has transitioned transgender woman now at age 90 Age 90. Ugh, why bother just right now? I out. am <laughs> I'm 90 years old, and originally come from London. I've known since the age of three that I oh, was man. in the wrong body through childhood and this is funny. adulthood. It hasn't been safe. The atmosphere of people did not understand what transgender was and also the medical profession didn't really understand it because the treatment during the 1950s right through to fairly recently I think was to give electric shock treatment. How do I feel? Yes. Um, quite relieved, quite happy, very content. Like what's the best thing now that you've come out? What's, the, what's your favourite thing about being open with it being accepted as a woman been something i've wanted all my life nobody questions it well, not up to yet they haven't um i mean last night i was in a meeting of the wy where there was about 250 women and uh, i felt perfectly at home no inhibitions nobody uh 
better than I did. They accepted me as I was. I'm glad I'm testing Mikey's patience tonight. I hate to I hate to burst uh, this fine former gentleman's bubble, but like the reason nobody questions is because you're really old and the I distinction know, is not that great. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a monster. I don't want to take away happiness from a 90 year old person, but this is fucked up. Well, let, so it's let too me, late for this. It's just there's, <laughs> there, are, there are a few facts that you don't get from the the video here that I want to be clear on. So this guy was married to a woman for 63 years. She died six years ago, but apparently supported like they, he, he told her about this in confidence and she kind of supported it. But now he's out. He was a world war two vet. Uh, and he start he's taking estrogen now too. He's not just dressing up. He is actually doing the hormones at age 90. Um, you're 90. <laughs> I just, I, I have nothing else to say. You're old, bro. Man. You know what? Fucking <laughs> Christopher Lee, you know, God rest his soul, made a heavy metal album when he was 90 and he died two years later, man. Yeah. Fucking do you, man. If it makes you happy, that, shit. That's the same thing with the family stuff that Blonde and I were going over the other week, where it's like these trans families coming out. I'm like, well, I support the individual right to do whatever you want, so long as you're not imposing on anybody else. But to your point that you said earlier, Mikey, I also reserve the right to be like, that's fucking weird. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. That's all I can say about it. <laughs> well, listen, to be fair, to be about fair, how these things okay, are so. manifestations of a sick society. I mean, they are. This yeah. is end end of time shit, guys. This is fall of Rome <laughs> shit. Ninety year old transgender person. What the fuck? What the I fuck? Heard, I heard a feminist. Um, her, I heard a feminist actually. She made a good point about this. Her name is Carmine Lapaglia. She actually said that like whenever you have like this has happened before in history. It's like whenever you have like a society like certain bits of people in the populace who decide to like you know want to adopt like alternative genders and I guess uh, alternative gender classification and doing the whole like uh, you know trans you know, every five minutes thing is, is a sign of societal collapse. You know, mm. it's, uh, to be fair though, the guy does look like he's a 90 year old woman. I mean, I wouldn't question it if I'd never met. Yeah, the guy yeah. Unless he's like six foot three. Yeah. Then I'd be like, that's an old dude yeah, right there. Just, yeah, just, just stay seated in your chair, hand me a Werther's original and <laughs> read me a mother goose tale. That's all I want. Seeing someone who looks like that. That's all. Right, I that's all we, Old people are like androgynous, asexual anyway, you know, as far as society is concerned. Like, just whatever. (laughs) I know. Demonetized again. Hate speech galore. But what I am saying is like. Ageist. (laughs) Well, here's what I'm saying. Let's see this guy try to pass, you know, 50 years ago. I mean, is it Mm -hmm. as easy? No, No, you got a good point. Yeah, you're very right about that. You're very right. But I guess whatever, you send your hate mail to beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We will read it there. <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, it's a, no, I was just I was just saying like you 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 pretty much hit it right on the head there. Fucking Matt Christensen making me think shit. I couldn't he couldn't do this fifty years ago. So I guess if he's happy right now. Well, I'm guessing, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's a picture of this person looking very fabulous back then. Who knows? Maybe him and his wife played dress up, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you know, sexy time nights or something. Thursday nights. Yeah. <laughs> it's the corset. Cross-dressing Thursday. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got two stories I want to get through. One is, um, there's a little more meat to this first one than the second one. Second one is just, you know, celebrities telling us how to live once again, which I always enjoy. 
Um, this this next one though is a. I need a intro bit. I haven't made it yet, but we need a game or an, this needs to be a formal game of uh, hate crime hoax or ho- hoax or no hoax. Basically, that's mm. that's what we need. My to bother, do, always hoax. I know. Mm-hmm. You always, always hoax. It's always tails. You know, it's a, it's a <laughs> coin with with two tail sides. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so there's there's this alleged hate crime in Oregon, uh, specifically Troutdale, Oregon. Let me find the story here. Troutdale. Troutdale. Yeah, it's a um, it's a Portland suburb. Uh, here we go. Uh, so here are the pictures of this event. So this guy, this is an Iranian guy who lives in Troutdale, Oregon, and uh, he has been a U.S. citizen since I believe 2010, and has owned this home for some time, or this apartment, or whatever it is that he owns. Now he alleges that he went to Canada for a three-day vacation and came back to find his property vandalized with spray paint. You can see it says "Fuck you, terrorist! Terrorist hate Muslim. Get out of America. Hate on this bench thing. <laughs> terrorist. His couch. His couch was slit. Uh, with his two toilet. perfect straight line splits, by the way, yeah. on the couch." Uh, his toilet was van- like every room was vandalized, vandalized allegedly. <laughs> this was another picture from there that I find to be a little bit suspicious. Gut out of USA, G U T out of USA. Oh, get okay. the fuck out of my face! <laughs> right. So, uh, let's see what else. What else do I have in my notes here? Because there's more um, to this story. There's a couple quotes in some of the coverage, the local coverage of this, that really raise um, my uh, just raises my eyebrow about this. First off, he's not Muslim. He's Baha'i. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but that's a particular Iranian religion, which I was previously unfamiliar with, but he's not Muslim. He's just Iranian. Uh, and oh, oh, and there was a note. He says there was a note left at his house that says, if I see you here next month, I will shoot you and burn your house. So um, now and he next says... Month. That's a, you have a whole oh month to get out of your house. Yes, yeah. You know, they, they give you two weeks notice. It's very kind. <laughs> or maybe he met April course, 1st. Yeah. I don't know. Let's better get out of there quick. But he says he's going to get out of there. (laughs) He says in a week or two, uh, once he, this is part of a local story in a week or two, once he finishes cleaning up, uh, offshore is his name says he will sell his home and leave the United States. He has friends in Australia and Canada who he says never experienced discrimination like this quote. I'm not going to be a hero and stay here and fight about it. Offshore says, I'm not going to sit here and wait for someone to shoot me. This was another Uh important detail in the story. Uh, the person or people involved in the home invasion broke open a safe in Afshar's closet, stealing a few Iranian coins he intended to give to his fiance. The coins aren't worth much here, but it's traditional for Iranian men to give their brides to be metal currency. Afshar and his mother said his mother will mail him some replacements. So to summarize my red flags, gut out. That's very bizarre. Gut out of USA. <laughs> um, the attackers broke into this safe, but he... And stole something that is of little value. So either he has nothing of real value in the safe or they only stole the basically worthless thing that his mom can just replace and send him a new one. Uh, So that seems weird. Uh, He's leaving his house immediately. Oh, well, that's very funny. It gets destroyed and now you're going to sell it. And that is particularly relevant because of the one thing I forgot to share, which is... um, Let's... uh, What do we have here? Of course, he has a GoFundMe campaign. Which you would oh. expect. Oh, look at that. $17,837. Holy cow. Let's refresh this. And see. Nope. Sorry. 18,142. 18 wow. grand. Uh, look, I don't know how much damage was done there. 
I'm guessing he might make a profit on this, though, especially as this story continues to develop. And he's so he does this while he's going to leave, make a bunch of money and then take off. And just and just the notes themselves, you know, like do actual white supremacists write things like this? Hate, hate, just hate. Yeah. Um, I said that. Like, I, like I hate said, what? Like, I hate you or it just says hate in one place. Yeah, it's like that. It's like a couple months ago. I think it was probably like just before, just after the election, that uh, that church in Georgia that was half burnt down and it just had white spray paint. Vote Trump! I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Well, that was Mississippi, dude. I'm gonna fake news you for that. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I'll say fucking Mississippi, whatever shit. Like he's like he said, vote Trump on the side of that. I was just like, it, it was it was right when Trump won, and I was just like. You know what? If I was going to celebrate my 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 presidential candidate winning the election, what kind of dumb fuckery am I going to have to like get myself engaged in? Where I feel like I just have have to in celebration burn a fucking church down, yeah, <laughs> and write an yeah. endorsement, a shining endorsement, for and my leave president. a trail of verbal clues. Just yeah. just. Did also, it. That's not right. how people operate. Like we hate you enough to threaten your life, but also we're going to wait till you go on vacation and like leave you a note and also very repairable damage. Um, like if they wanted to kill him, but they've stalked him enough to stake this out, why don't you just kick his ass or kill him? I, I don't, I don't get it. Anyway. Or at least break a bunch of his shit. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> they did the couch. They did the couch. couch. <laughs> yeah. He was going to throw that fucker out anyway. Yeah, it looks like, <laughs> I know. I know. It doesn't look like a great couch. You know, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> So I don't know. I was sitting here and taking notes on this. Like, can I think of a case for this? It's tough. Um, the one thing that bothers me too is just again. Look, I, I put it, I put this on Twitter, and I always say I look forward to being proven wrong about this. Like, if it's demonstrated to be legitimate, I retract everything I've said. And I it's fake news myself not. and all that. I know it's yeah. not. But just <laughs> the exploitation of people's charitability and. I mean, so that's a shame, but also, oh, I just, what stupid people are donating? I know, I can't die. believe eighteen thousand dollars, and I was like, fake. Eighteen thousand dollars. Here's the type of people that I think. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like, no, I, I can't believe that amount is all. I, I think like the people are. I think the people who are trying, who who have been GoFunding me, this guy, like all that much money or something like that. Like, <laughs> I think these are the people that. Upon providing evidence that this guy was bullshitting them the entire time, would still have no problem giving them the money because they're so intellectually yeah. inept, shallow. Well, and they're just like, so? listen, yeah, because like it's that soft bigotry of low expectations. Like, listen, just because he may have faked this, don't you think that there was probably a pressure him being a marginalized part of society right there? We need to give him this money. <laughs> I also, yeah, and I also, the one thing I really take I bet issue you're right. to. I bet you're right. Like that, they're, they're just like, listen, he lied, but look at this country that hurts people like him every day. They <laughs> lie. You're, are you in character right now? You're doing a great job. Look, uh, man, man, the, 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 by this bullshit, dude. Like it's <laughs> the, the thing that really bugs me. Even let's say this is true. Um, and I would have to fake news myself and retract most of the things I say. I still take issue with his quote where he says, like, I'm going to leave for Australia and Canada because nobody ever gets discriminated against there. And it's like, dude, even if this happened, the quote should be, this is really regrettable. 
I want to thank everyone for their incredible generosity. And I know this is not part of the community in which I live. That's the thing that you say. Yeah. You don't throw everyone under the bus. You've come to America for some type of opportunity, presumably. If it's this awful, racist, horrible place, go back to Iran, dude. Get out of here. I, I know you said he's not. I know you said the guy isn't a Muslim or he isn't Islamic, but like he just so happened to just off the top of his fucking head name two of the most like Islamo-friendly countries or territories around the globe so far. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna move to Canada or Australia. Well, I think Australia is yeah. a little tougher though, aren't they? A little tougher to get into. I know their immigration policy is pretty fun. I don't know actually. I don't know Talk about to Barry about that. But he, he seems he seems like he was pretty like self assured that he could go to Australia if you're gonna make that statement. Like you, you can just definitely, easily... I mean, he can go it to Canada like and it was move into to shit on America. Like yeah, specific. exactly, exactly. Probably Which is inconsistent. I mean, if you were Muslim, wouldn't you say like this is a Western problem? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's gonna move to Canada. He's gonna move right in. He's gonna bang Trudeau's wife probably tomorrow night, and everything's gonna be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> the natural order of the world will be restored. I got one more <laughs> quick story for you guys, if that's all you got on this uh, hoax hate crime. I would say for people, hey, email us or tweet us, hoax or no hoax, but uh, I've I, specifically, and I always invite people to get in touch with us, of course, I welcome that. But I will say specifically, if anyone wants, one, if you find evidence to substantiate it, want to see it, but if anyone can make the case for this guy, I would also like to see that because I, I was trying and I couldn't do it. <laughs> What if there's like just one video that comes on live leak about these like group of like racist white kids who actually break into this fucker's house, like cut open two perfect lines against his shitty couch and actually started meticulously spray painting everything for the past three days. I want to see it. And I'm just going to be like, wow. I would die of shock. I look forward to being proven wrong as always. Okay, um, they left. we're going with uh, familiar themes on the show tonight. So we've done... Uh, weird tranny stuff we've done alleged probably hoax hate crime last thing is celebrity message from those uh washed up who are they again celebrities who have wisdom for us on how to live our lives so this um this was a message that comes from funny or die which i'm told was a comedy channel at one point in time uh, or at least the name suggests that to be the case and it is full of a bunch of female celebrities only one of whom i recognized but had to double check because I wasn't sure. And they are going to tell us um, how we should structure our healthcare policies. Healthcare debate's a big debate right now with the Obamacare repeal. What are we going to do? What's the role of government in healthcare? These celebrities have it all sorted out for us. As soon as I can find my video here, I got too many windows open. Here we go. <laughs> And now, celebrity philosopher kings offer their wisdom again. Shut up, fool! I need work! Hi there, the internet. It's me, a woman. You may recognize me from TV, movies, magazines, or late-night Google searches. You've probably thought about touching my breasts. Or wonder what I look like as a naked cartoon character. I'm here to remind you that while you may be super familiar with the outside of my body... My body also has an inside including a pretty hefty amount of reproductive organs. And in order to keep those reproductive organs fully functioning, they need some motherfucking healthcare. Think of pap smears like oxygen facials for the inside of the body. Because the thing is, our junk gets fucked up from time to time too. I know you fantasized about having sex with us. Come on, you know you have. And I'm sure when you're thinking about my beautiful, huge breasts, you're not thinking about the fact that they need to be regularly screened for breast cancer. We need IUDs. 
and STI screenings. That way, if you ever do get a chance to have sex with us, we can do it in a safe, responsible manner. If you don't do this for us, we'll never do anything sexy for you again. Because we'll be upset. But also because we won't have functioning bodies. Which means we can't do all the things we do that give you erections. When politicians talk about things like not wanting to cover contraception, prenatal care, or mammograms, think about us sexily begging you to keep us healthy. Because there's nothing sexier than being alive. Okay, they insist that I want to fap to them, and I most certainly do not. The only person I thought I knew was, uh, and I was correct, it was Rebecca Romaine. The only reason I know who she is is because of John Stamos. I would much rather fap to John Stamos. That is on the record. That was really uncomfortable. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> what the fap? Watching that, John not Stam- what you said about it. Oh, okay. Nobody, dis- you want to you fight me on that? John Stamos, man? I would rather hook up with John Stamos than any one of the, no, maybe not. Maybe not Rebecca Romaine. Damn, uh, damn, bro. Damn, <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> Tell us what's really on your mind tonight, hey, if man. You, if you can't appreciate John Stamos's manly beauty, I I don't know what to say to you. Okay, I guess you don't, just don't know what to say to me then. <laughs> yeah, to um to get at the serious theme of this, the thing that really bugs me is whatever your your vision of what the appropriate role of government in healthcare is. Maybe you think none, no role whatsoever. Maybe you think an entirely socialized system. This implication that if you don't pay for it entirely, it is unavailable to me and you're taking it away. Nobody should accept that premise. They're not the same thing and you're not characterizing the opposition fairly. So that really bugs me. Even if you're a person who does think the government should be heavily involved in healthcare, you shouldn't accept their characterization because it's bogus. That's not a fair representation of the alternative. Um, Also, I was thinking about this. Why do we never see this in reverse? Like, why do we never have a bunch of uh, of male celebrities being like, hey, you frumpy normies, why don't you pay for my uh, prostate exam? We never, ever hear that or see that. Why is it only they, the, like, feminist female thing? I think, uh, you know, no pun intended, I think they call those dog whistles, sir. <laughs> I think this is about a specific message right here. Like, guys, I mean, like, you're going to have, like, the average white knight, you know, if you watch as much, you hate watch as much TYT as I do, you know, you'll you'll see that. But, like, men generally don't bitch about that type of shit. <laughs> I mean, at least I don't. At least I have, like, a, you know, substantive question about that. These bitches are just in their negligees trying to, like, you know, talk pseudo facts to people on farm.com, the website that used to have Adam McCain baby curse out will Farrell, and now we have this shit so <laughs> i hate uh, tryhards <laughs> i don't hate rich I mean, celebrity tryhards <laughs> i just i don't understand this uh it seems like a uniquely feminine healthcare phenomenon of like you must pay for it or else you are denying a service I don't know. I don't know. it wasn't the same thing i love the abortion issue we want the government to get out of our body but we need the government to pay for stuff that goes yeah, wrong. Yeah. Except body. for pay for everything related to my body. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, of course, granted, there's room for debate on either side of that. Like, to what extent yeah. should the government be involved in regulating these things and also funding them? But can we just have a fair and honest debate? And I know that the counter to that is like, well, it's funny or dying. It's a joke channel. Name me. Give me a timestamp of the part of that video. Find the link in the description. Timestamp me where you laughed. Anyone. Objectively. Where did you laugh? I, I, I got would like really to know. confused at Black China's ass at, at one point, and I kind of <laughs> chuckled. You know, the, the thing I hate about um, Funny or Die as well, you might wonder why it like, had this like dreamy-looking effect on it. They're, they are so 
just their hard asses about their copyright. So like, if you just want to play clips of it, no, blocked, banned forever. You can't even play it in what is entirely fair use, what we're doing right now for criticism. They'll block it. So I had to manipulate it so much just to play it. Funny or Die makes videos critical of people in public. This is a video that's critical of public policy all the time. Uh, it just seems like if you're inviting debate and then you have this hard line policy against rebutting it, it's, it's highly annoying. So come on, Funny or Die. I get you don't want your stuff re-uploaded, but... If you're stealing content from Funny or Die to mm -hmm. re-upload it to try to cop their material, like there's got to be better material to steal for money than that. <laughs> I just said. Lots of good sound bites for today. Yeah, pretty much. Like I said, like that's that's one of the beauties of hate watching TYT. There's going to be something that'll trigger the fuck out of me and make me flip over a table yeah. enough to where like someone needs to make a video out of this, please. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and that 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 makes that's the YouTube issue, like copyright issues on YouTube, and what what's fair use, and who gets the presumption of innocence and guilt on YouTube is like that's the problem. That's the problem of yesteryear. I long for the days where we just had to sort out what fair use was instead of having to deal with all this other crap like restricted mode and demonetization and all that. But that's all I got. I'll stop myself there because we've already ran long. So I yield the floor. <laughs> if you guys have anything else you want to comment on. Uh, just, just, like, uh, just a little quick thing. I, I remember, um, I don't know if this is like actually related to what you were talking about, but it kind of like hand to hand thing. I just watched, I watched a video a couple days ago. Uh, it was a Steven Crowder video talking about like, uh, all the hoopla his channel has to go through pretty much. Mm -hmm. And, um, he says like, you know, he, um, um, I think his show, I think it's like in a partnership with like another one. So I think he plays on radio somewhere. So he, he keeps his show pretty squeaky clean content wise, you know, yes. like if they have any profanity, like it gets bleeped out and stuff like that, you know, but essentially from the times, like I, th I think for the fact that like his channel is a conservative channel, like he gets like, I think dinged on more copyrights or gets like uh, more of his stuff blocked. I forget. Well, he's in restricted like, mode and he's been hit with demonetization. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Yeah. But like yeah. TYTs, you're, you're not going to really see that problem happen. You're probably not going to no. see that from a funny or die either. That's sort of like the, uh, <laughs> that's sort of like the standard. It seems that, uh, that YouTube has deemed yeah. appropriate for oh, people. Oh, and I would agree hundred percent. Like uh, YouTube, again, YouTube is free to create their policies, but if Steven Crowder's channel is hundred percent restricted mode, blacklisted, the young Turks should be too. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, they're, okay. I mean, to his point, one can be broadcast on radio signals or on TV if they had it, if they got someone on TV to play them and the young Turks can't, it, it, it simply cannot. It's not uh, FCC compliant. So just a little I mean, consistency would be great. I mean, it's very, it's like, like I said, like, like, like Crowder's the type of audience, like Crowder's the type of guy who would go to a, uh, a college campus and expect to see some sort of derision. Lots of people like, you know, picketing, throwing, you know, bubbles and shit, you know, you know, bullhorns and all that type of crap. And those same type of people will sit like front row and take notes and listen attentively to a young Turks uh, event. And yeah. they, you know, they, they get featured in all types of uh, universities and stuff. Like they're not blocked on like university, uh, like library web pages or anything yep. like that. It's ridiculous, yeah. you know. <laughs> God, mean, the thought of uh, the Young Turks being played for educational purposes is a horrifying one. Ooh. <laughs> glorified Maybe it happens somewhere. Years, man. <laughs> if only they um, just debate us and not try. If only they just debate people like us and like yeah. keep open. Like That's the like Matt's wet dream, having the Young Turks on the show. Oh my god! Oh, on our show. Well, they won't even go on Ruben's show or Crowder. I, the fact that they won't go on Ruben's show, Jenk won't go on Ruben's show, and they're like former colleagues. Come on, dude. 
And, and Ruben, Ruben doesn't grill anybody. And I don't even think he would grill Jenk. He, he might ask like some adversarial questions, but is he really going to treat him super unfairly? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. I hope if that you can't talk happen. to Dave Rubin, you can't talk to anybody. I would say that. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. One of, you, one of you guys need to be on Rubin's next before anything, before I see any member of the Young Turks. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Maybe someday. We'd love to have Dave on here, man. I hope we can get him back at some point because I can't emphasize how much. We had I've a said great it time. It was just fun. It was yeah. a fun interview. <laughs> we got to talk to him for like 10 minutes before we went live. Never talked to him before, but just one of the smoothest, easiest guys to talk to. With no like awkwardness, it. no weirdness. It's as if we knew him for, you know, 10 years prior. And I was uh, nervous. I was nervous to talk to yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I remember you were freaking out before we went live. We're like, it's going to be the best. This guy is a talker for a career. We don't have to worry. He'll just go on. Oh, yeah, man. Talking talking to you yeah. guys with, like, talk, like talking to people with that big internet cloud is tough, man. <laughs> like, like, butterflies in my tummy, man. It's, oh. it's <laughs> Speaking of which, well, the Biggest Mikey podcast is going to get there, so I can't emphasize enough. I, I love the Biggest Mikey podcast. I listen every week, and uh, it's uh, just, I don't know. I like listening, sitting down and listening to this guy's thoughts uh, at length. I just think it's a very cool, easy listen, fun listen. So uh, please do check out the Biggest Mikey podcast. I'm glad uh, someone can. Uh, episode 25, yeah. I just uh, just got done with my little chat with uh, Jeff Holiday. Yeah, the Jeff Holiday, Jeffrey Tits. The Jeff amazing, Holiday. Yes, amazing show. Uh, and, um, amazing. In closing, I also want to reiterate. So Jeff's going to go live in about 15 minutes. That channel's linked in the description. YouTube Saints with his co-host Wizard of Cause and uh, Blair White tonight. Blair White. So maybe maybe they'll talk about Rachel Dolezal and Blair can like, explain, <laughs> explain yeah. the difference between, or if she sees one. I don't know where Blair stands on it, but I would like to ask Blair, is there a difference between Caitlyn Jenner and Rachel Dolezal? I'd like, I need someone to explain it to me. And I mean that in good faith. I'm not asking rhetorically. I, I, know I want someone to... Do, I know do you know Blair, her stance? I know where Blair, know where Blair stands. <laughs> do you? Are you just? Are you saying that certainly, or are you? If you know it for uh, certain, no, I'd be curious I'm, I'm to hear. I'm saying I follow her Twitter, and she seems to. She seems pretty heated on this issue, just like anybody who has, you know. Well, maybe they'll their, talk about it then. Yeah, I, all right. I, well, I, hope, I hope they do. I hope they do because one thing I can say in um, like. Like make definitive about uh, Blair White seems to be at least like at least a little self aware about oh, like, her being a trans Very. person, whereas this Rachel Dole is all like I said before, like she just has this like collage of just bad stereotypes that she seemed to adopt and say that is black, you know, like she's she's full of shit, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> like completely full of it. So yeah, right. yeah, I saw her Twitter feed and I had to make a comment on it. I I'd love to see her make a video on it. I can't wait. I, I so. would too. I would too. I, I keep an open mind about all this stuff. I just, all I demand is consistency. That's it. I could be mm -hmm. persuaded to a lot of different directions. I just demand consistency in the reasoning. And uh, so if someone can, someone can tell me that Caitlyn Jenner is stunning and brave. Rachel Dolezal is a fraud and use consistent reasoning. <laughs> I'm in. Right. Anyway, uh, we should probably get out of here. I was going a little long, but uh Anyway, that is um, that's our guest, Biggest Mikey. As I said, you can find his links uh, in the description. So that would be his YouTube channel um, and his Twitter handle. You can also find him on SoundCloud. His podcast is pretty much everywhere ours is in the audio uh, format. So find it there. Um, please do tell him that we sent you if you go check him out. 
<laughs> to the rest of you punks, keeping us honest in the uh, in the live chat, we appreciate it. Keeping the story straight regarding the YouTube censorship. Um, so please uh, always continue keeping us straightforward uh, by, by telling us the truth in the chat there. Uh, <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, if you're listening uh, on YouTube or on an audio platform on demand, thank you kindly as well. We appreciate you. There's more of the material, including the call-in show on those audio platforms, iTunes, Google Play, uh, all linked conveniently in the description for you. You can always email us, tell us everything we got wrong tonight. That is Beauty and the Beta at gmail.com we will be back next sunday because if it is sunday so sorry chuck todd it's not meet the press it is beauty and the beta we'll see you then later <laughs>